Episode 218, Marvels and Humans, Season 1, Episode 5, Something Inhuman, This Way Comes. Welcome to Level 7. A podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a magical place. Well, hi, guys. This is Stuart. And you know me. We like to talk about some Marvel's uh, stuff, all the Marvel's cinematic universe. And, uh, and you know that I don't like to do it alone. Except when I did, but that was weird. Anyway, across the distances, <laughs> I have Ben, Ben Avery. It's me. How you doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm okay. Good. Uh, I, <laughs> you had to think about that, huh? I just had to think about that. Well, you know, the, the, I just got done watching an episode of Star Trek, which is not what we're going to talk about now. No. But it, it's a little... No. Uh, there's there's unsettlingness happening in that in that show. Hmm. So, well, I'm I'll I'll be getting to that soon, very soon actually. I'm not sure exactly when, but but very soon. I cannot wait for you to get there. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have to wait, so I am waiting. I... <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, this is the podcast about Marvel's, Marvel's Agents of Shield and everything else. It started mm-hmm. with one show and some movies, and now I don't even know what this is. But right November now, yeah, it's gonna break us. I think. I think November well, gonna break us. November is Punisher, Runaways, Thor, and Agents of Shield returning. Well, that in December is when Shield comes back. Oh, that's right. You're right. So it's it's Punisher, uh, Thor. And um, Runaways, but then also it's finishing up in Humans. <laughs> yeah. Not to mention Thanksgiving. <laughs> There's some interesting scheduling to happen. And, and just so you guys all know, we will get to it all. So it, uh, It may be a long time from now, but we'll get to it. I'm just really, yeah. Yeah, I'm very curious. It's one of those things where, you know, you find out, oh, hey, they're going to do something different. I wonder I wonder what it's going to be like when they do this different thing. And and I'm wondering the same thing. You know, I'm the one who makes the decisions here, but I'm the one wondering what's this going to be like when the, what's going to happen to this podcast when we. Yeah. And when we have to have 14 different things. Yeah. Well, here's all I can guarantee. We'll keep on trucking. That's, that's... We will keep on trucking. Good, buddy. Right. And if you, you know, I'm not necessarily saying if you have ideas, but, you know, we want to hear from you guys. So call in, write in. Call in, write in. Those are the two, the two main things. Yeah. Those are what you do. We don't get smoke signals very well. No, no, no. Um, I have gotten packages before. Uh, A listener sent me the novelization of Howard the Duck once. (laughs) You know, you hear about these things happening to other podcasters, but I never thought it happened to me. I, I still don't it think it will happen to me. At some, I, I don't think it'll happen to me. So, well, that's because I'm 
I'm the You're person the that gets, I get the emails. And That's so right. when they, yeah, <laughs> of course, uh, you know, if Daniel had gotten the Howard, the duck novelization, uh, it would have just ended up coming back to me anyway. So. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's very true. So, uh, yes, yeah, just a reminder, Thor three, um, Ragnarok comes out in like two weeks. Yeah. It's, it's coming up really quickly here. Yeah. So make sure you have your tickets. Uh, make sure you also have your tickets for something other Disney that'll come up in December. Cause my theater is already sold out for the, oh, are you tonight. serious? I have not yeah. looked at that yet. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's not good. Nope. That's not good. <laughs> so, okay. Um, let's talk about what we're going to talk about here. First of all, uh, we're not going to spoil anything past this episode of inhumans. Um, so we don't know anything about agents of shield when they come back, what they're going to do other than there's been some images that have to do with some space stuff, which we already knew there's some space stuff going on from the last, last episode of the season. But, um, mm-hmm. uh, we're also not going to be talking about defenders because we haven't covered it yet on the podcast. And yeah, uh, beyond that, we are spoiling everything in humans up to this episode, episode five, something in human this way comes. That's the title, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, I was, I was wrong. You know, uh, we talked about the titles of mm. the episodes, and I thought that the title of this episode, "Something in Human This Way Comes," was a spoiler for something that was going to happen. And guess what? That spoiler didn't it didn't happen. No, no. The splash page that I found for "Something in Human This Way Comes" has mm-hmm. Triton rising up from the water onto a dock okay mm-hmm. and you know not unusual i mean he's a water guy and uh i like him uh, i like him because he's a water guy and he's kind of got this uh creature from the black lagoon superhero look thing going on and and that's that's enough for me to like him all right but um he looks very different from the tv version but yeah i thought okay that's the title they're using. That's this iconic splash page from an Avengers comic. You would this think is the, that this would be the ad episode. If he's coming back, it's going to be in this one. That, that, spo- spoilers? No, it's not a spoiler. He didn't come back in this one. No, I mean, he, did, he didn't so come back in this episode. If he's no. coming back, it's going to be in an episode that has a title that does not tie in so perfectly for this this one he- he- heavy sigh <laughs> yeah or heavy sigh well you know this was when i was like oh man yeah i i've got a spoiler here because no you did some you did some sleuth in there i did and i was gonna do a blog post and everything like this is the spoiler <laughs> and then i'm like ah, i've got too much going on right now to do a blog post about this and no one's going to care anyway even if i did and now i'm glad that i went with the whole lazy and, <laughs> and yeah just kids let this be a lesson to you laziness pays off it does it did Not... this time anyway <laughs> it, when it, it does. <laughs> when it comes to blog posts <laughs> that have to do with spoilers. I was completely wrong anyway. So, I, well, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to give away my attitude on this episode, but uh, sure, uh, I feel like it might have helped this this episode to have something like that be in it. So, for for my mind, Ben, you were right. Well, that should have been it. There were some moments that 
could have, there were perfect opportunities for this mm-hmm. to happen. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, Crystal is on the edge of the water. That It right. could have happened right then, you right. know? Now, this is assuming he comes back. We don't know. He may be dead. Well, but I, I just. Was he a big member of the royal family? Yeah, he was a he was one that was there in the beginning and he's one that shows up like in all of the every once in a while, like in Fantastic Four, um, there'll be different pinups right. and stuff like that. And he, he shows up in those things. And so, um, yeah, he's he's a primary member. I don't know where he is right now as far as the current uh, Inhumans I don't know, lineup, if you want to call it that. But yeah, I he certainly was. Yeah. Well, do you want to get into the show? We can talk about some of that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's I mean, we've pretty much covered Triton's arc. <laughs> Existence. <laughs> his, yeah. his arc in the show is they're still looking for him. <laughs> And Maybe. haven't found him. Well, they're, they're talking about looking for him anyway. And yeah. Okay. So this is going to be kind of split up by character, but we're going to, uh, we're going to talk about Karnak for a little while here because he right. is the lion's share of, of this, this episode. And, and then from there, we'll, we'll go into some of the other characters who come in, in, in contact with his character arc. And, and then we'll end with uh, kind of talking about Maximus and some of the new things we've learned about Attilan. Because there's some new things we've learned about Adelan or Attilan or the moon base, moon 13. That's a reference you're not going to get, Stuart, because you hate Mystery Science Theater 3000 and I have no soul. It. I don't hate it. I just don't like don't it. Wa- don't watch it nearly as much as my peers. Well, and if, if you're by peers, you mean me, then definitely because I'm, I mean, I mean, I'm watching a couple of... episodes a week when <laughs> it's background stuff for me, though. I put I put it on in yeah. the background and uh, I like the kind of movies that they're watching are the, the perfect. I mean, it's just people watching movies that I would watch and making fun of it the way I would make fun of it. So no, there you go. I actually did watch some of the new ones. Yeah. yeah, And that's actually where Moon 13 comes from is right. Is the new ones. So, OK, so Among Us walks an inhuman. No, something inhuman this way comes. That's right. Something inhuman. Something inhuman this way comes. Let's set up the scene here. Nice weed guy is dead. <laughs> is dead. <laughs> <laughs> mean weed guy. I'm changing his name to insane weed guy. Sure, and sure. Uh, <laughs> he's waiting outside the tents with a gun. <laughs> and Karnak and Jen, the weed lady are in the tent um, where they have been talking and getting to know each other and, you know, finding out about each other's likes and dislikes and, um, you know, just, just getting to know each other and, and finding out that, okay, this guy, this Karnak guy, he kind of makes Mr. Spock look like a, um, a, <laughs> a fount of passion when it comes to <laughs> how to, how to talk to the ladies. But <laughs> Uh, Mr. Spock's uh, Cyrano de, 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 de something Cyrano de Bergiac, de, de Bergiac, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. So anyway, uh, when they come out of the tent, uh, insane wee guy is waiting and shoots, and Karnak calculates just how to stop the bullet from hitting him. Karate chops it out of the air, but deflects it right into Jen the weed lady's gut. So you should not have done that. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah. They run 
And as they run away, they fall into nice weed guy's enormous <laughs> grave. And That's a very big grave for a n- <laughs> nice weed guy. Now, well, think- well, it's not a single grave. This guy <laughs> right. is digging a grave for one dead person and two soon to be dead people. Right. So the size of the grave totally makes sense. Um, so Karnak. The fact that he's the fact that he's digging it, I guess, doesn't. But whatever. Yeah. So Karnak throws something in the woods, gets insane weed guy off the trail. And then insane weed guy gets a call from evil weed buyer who is coming to pick up the weed that they're growing. So it's evil weed buyer comes and finds that nice weed guy is dead. So evil weed buyer makes insane weed guy, take them to the body and they realize that insane weed guy killed nice weed guy and so evil weed buyer shoots insane weed guy in the head and then goes out to to find karnak and jen the weed lady while he sends his henchmen to go and and load up the weed in their truck which we're gonna circle back around to that just so you know yeah (laughs) so on the run karnak helps jen the weed lady by kung fu finger jabbing the bullet out of her gut and then sews her up with her convenient sewing kit. And we get some talk about Karnak's character arc, doubting himself versus acting versus knowing everything and, and all that kind of thing. So they return to the camp because he's just going to do what Gorgon would do. What would Gorgon do is WWGD. <laughs> and he gives evil weed buyers henchmen a, a run for their money as he fights them. And he does OK until he doesn't do OK. And then he gets caught, knocked out, strung up. Evil weed buyer asks for Karnak's story. And, you know, Karnak's having trouble predicting what's going to happen. But he predicts that the evil weed buyer guy isn't going to believe his story. And he's right about that. So they start beating him with sticks like a pinata and uh, getting trying to get him to talk. And so let's stop there for a moment. And let's talk about, well, let's talk about Karnak. What do you, he, I, he's got an arc going on here. He, yeah, he's learning. I like it. I like it. I like the fact that he's, you know, like we've said on this podcast before and like you have said, I'm sure. And, and you've taken any story development classes, you know, you know, this is the it's the whole like take away the thing, you know, do the thing that would be horrendous for the character to have and then, you know, have them learn from there. And this is what they're doing with all of the characters in this, but especially Karnak, you know, he's slowly learning back his, his quote unquote superpower. (laughs) He's healing, but he's learning from his time without his power. Right. Yeah. And so clearly he's healing. I mean, he's able to hit the bullet with his hand. Right. And and do it in such a way that he is not going to get hurt. But <laughs> there's a problem with one element of that, and that is he knocks it right into his girlfriend's gut. Mm-hmm. So that's that's bad. And it is that kind of thing where you play the story. I don't know if you've done this with, with your kids or with your friends when you were a kid. But the it, that's good, that's bad kind of storytelling where you go around the circle and you'll you'll say this, then this, and this, and this, this happened – and and he was about to die and then the next person has to say well but then yeah. he just but, happened to be next to the hospital and they took him into the hospital and he didn't die and then the next person says but the power went out in the hospital and 
And so now not only is he, you know, and, and it just keeps going like that back and forth, back and forth. And and that is kind of actually there's there's some good storytelling to that. And like you were saying, a good thing will happen, but then a bad thing will happen as well to set them back. And so you, you want to give your characters um, successes, but then you also want to put them through the ringer. And so you do constantly ask that question. What's the worst thing that could happen for this person? And for Medusa, what's the worst thing that can happen for her? losing her hair and for um gorgon what's the worst thing that can happen for him is he can't rescue his friends you know and it's now part of that goes back to he was never sent in the first place to go and help his friend but yeah so anyway um what's the worst thing that can happen to karnak a head wound <laughs> yeah and so he gets a massive head wound and what does he have to do overcome fall in love well there's that too and you know but it all that fits into his arc everything that's happening here in this episode fits into his arc he falls in love sort of yes i mean he's talking about you know chemicals and endorphins and all that kind of thing but um it, as he falls in love this is the longest relationship he's ever had yeah and i, and yeah. I liked it i liked that you know karnak was an interesting uh, he's he's developed more, I think, than any other character on on the show, and I dig it. Um, I just it's kind of okay. Let's move on. <laughs> so he's he's okay. This this is his arc, man. I mean, this is yeah. He he's taking a chance with a relationship. Mm-hmm. And he's also taking chances by doing things and acting, even though he doesn't have all the answers in place at the time. Yes. You know, the, I'm joking about the WWGD. All right. What would what would Gorgon do? But he's asking himself that question. And we've seen flashbacks about what Gorgon has done in the past. Gorgon acts and then thinks. Right. And Karnak is the one who thinks for him in some ways. I mean, the, their relationship works well that way because you need someone who's going to act. And the, go ahead. The scene, the scene with him playing chess um, against himself is a very telling thing. No pieces are moved. Nothing's been done. He's just sitting there calculating every single possible move. Yeah. What a great moment, too, because yeah, at yeah, that, that moment, awesome. at that moment in time, as he's looking at the board and he I don't know, is he playing against himself or is it the kind of thing where like the other person is just waiting for him to make his move and then we'll because it is that thing, though, where as you look at the chessboard at that moment in time, everything is possible. Mm-hmm. Every single move is possible. Every single outcome is possible. And I don't know. I, I'm sure there's some mathematician out there who's figured out how many potential moves there are in, in a, a standard chess game or whatever. But everything is possible. And so, yeah, you can't act if you're going to act on every single possibility and find the best possibility out of all of them. In that situation, he's just never going to act. Right. And, because you, it, it, part of acting is reacting. And so this was a great moment for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I enjoyed seeing the moment happen. Um, I especially liked when Gorgon walks in with the golf ball and the, the, the flag. <laughs> that I thought was hilarious. The golf ball was a nice touch. I didn't realize he had it until he's like, he throws it up in the air. And I'm like, what is he? Oh, it's the golf yeah. ball. Yeah. It's the golf ball from the moon landing. Right. Uh, yeah. And he, he's going to put the flag in his bedroom. I don't know how old they were at this point. 
but it just feels so such a teenager thing to do or a college thing to do. Like, right. hey, we found the street sign. Let's put it up in our <laughs> let's put it up in our room, and then we'll put it up in the drop ceiling over the summer. So it'll, when we come back, um, we'll we'll have it and we can put it back up in our room because it's really big and really heavy, and then it'll be gone after summer because apparently facilities looked up in the the drop ceiling and, and took it away. This is an oddly, oddly specific story. I'm just saying it's that kind of thing. You know, it's it's I personally never had a dorm room or or that type of traditional college thing. So I would have not put that in my room. Um, So so I'm Uh, curious as to where you're drawing this inspiration for the story from. I'm you know, it's just it's college, right? (laughs) All right. That's just I'm reminded of college. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. (laughs) Uh, so Gorgon, Gorgon and Karnak are in college. Got it. Yep, yep. And uh, and Gorgon is out running around and pulling pranks on um, NASA, and and Karnak is sitting in his room alone um, with his gaming stuff, and um, <laughs> no one's. Uh, so, so you know, so, I'm just gonna back away from the college <laughs> memories now. Okay, because <laughs> yeah. So is Gorgon like a bro? I wouldn't call him a bro. I mean, he's just having fun, you know? I mean, you can be a fun-loving guy out doing that kind of thing without being a bro. Okay, so I, he's I, not a bro. No. No, I don't think so. I don't think I, I think he's too nice to be like a a cliché bro kind of thing. So, bro or not, <laughs> let's let's talk about <laughs> Gorgon and his his arc here. <laughs> Uh, All right. Because his his arc is actually it's the same as Karnak, only opposite. Um, Karnak right. Karnak's arc was basically him learning to say WWGD, <laughs> and Gorgon's arc is basically to learn to say WWKD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and I think that's thematically. I mean, we've got some thematic stuff happening here. With mm-hmm. with Karnak learning his lesson and Gorgon coming in now, Gorgon stomps in, boom, 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 and he he attacks and he helps Karnak escape because he stomps the ground and he uh, bends down to help Jen, the weed lady, and uh, she says, "Oh, I've heard about you." You know, he's, "Oh, really?" And and then as they are escaping from the uh, uh, the the well the the weed henchmen. Uh, Karnak is uncharacteristically nice to Gorgon because Karnak has a little more understanding. So this is, right. and, and they're a good matchup, you know, because Karnak thinks and Gorgon acts, you know, mm-hmm. and, and so the idea here is the, their strength is also their weakness. So Karnak overthinks and Gorgon acts without thinking and together they work well. And, and Karnak is the one who points out, you know, that the satellite's going to come. They're going to see their flag is gone. They're going to wonder why their flag is gone. <laughs> and, you know, it's going to cause all kinds of problems for us. You have 22 minutes. Now you have 21 minutes. And Gorgon needs someone like that to help him to not be, you know, just this unthinking doer of deeds. Right. But Karnak also needs someone who's pushing him into situations where he has to act. And so they, they complimented each other back then when it was more 
you know, I have to now figure out how to fix what you've, <laughs> the problems you've created. Um, but without having problems created by Gorgon, it's almost like Karnak doesn't have reason to act. You know, he doesn't, because he could just sit and stare at the, at the chessboard, which is the perfect visual metaphor, which we've mm-hmm. already talked about, but it's the perfect visual metaphor of, of uh, Karnak's arc. Well, and th- they complement each other. Um, I think Medusa and Black Bolt, which we will talk about later, naturally complement each other. Uh, it that is an interesting thing where you have you know pairs of characters who sort of work well together and sort of thematically are the you know two sides of the same coin. Um, I, what I really liked, what I thought was interesting about the the Karnak and Gorgon thing is that separate times in the episode they both said what would fill in the blank here do mm-hmm. you know yeah um it, it was a little bit on the nose you could say worked. that yes yes you could it was a little bit like oh okay so this is the after school special about how i need to learn nah, no <laughs> it's not after school special level it's more uh primetime sitcom level <laughs> okay so it's this very special episode of blossom Rather than the very special episode of no, not it, Blossom. it's regular episode of Blossom. I mean, it's it's, <laughs> it's the regular. Episode you of get Blossom. to the end of the episode and they say it. You know, this is what we learned today in our episode <laughs> as we have our heart to heart at the end of the episode. Right. Yeah. But then, yeah. But but not a very special episode. But but it's also not after school special. Okay. Well, it's it's a regular episode that, I, yeah. Let's keep going. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, that's it with Gorgon. I mean, we're kind of just, right. we're following Karnak here and then people are joining him in, in his story. Right. But uh, we are with Gorgon. It's just him following and, and finally finding. And mm-hmm. and that's good. You know, Gorgon, yeah. Gorgon needs a, a win. It's good to, good to give your, your team a win. Yes. So, okay. Yes. Well, let's, let's talk about Black Bolt, Medusa, and Louise. And here's another, yeah. And here's another mistake that I made. I, I don't know if I actually said it in the episode last week, but I thought that they picked up Oron and put her in the back of the car. But Oron was actually, I guess, one of those people who was kind of on the ground. See, I thought they picked her up too. So, to be fair, I, they're wearing similar clothes and have right. similar hairstyles that would look very similar after being blown up in a, a gas explosion. Right. And um, they're both of similar, maybe, similar, national descent. I, mean, I, I don't know about that, look. but they similar builds for sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so they're, yeah. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's Locus who is in the mm-hmm. backs, uh, in the trunk. And it was a surprise to me then when they pulled over and like, wait, that's not Oron. What happened here? Where did she right. go? Oh, she came from the trunk. So, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they're traveling along and I have actually been Louise before uh, sitting in the front seat driving uh-huh. while the couple is sitting in the back seat. Uh-huh. And yeah. Have, have you ever have you ever been not Louise in this situation? Have you ever had that opportunity? Mm. Not to get too deep into things. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if I have. Okay. Well, I mean, hopefully one day you would. Well, because I always had a car. Oh, and, okay. And so I, you know, if I was going out, it was, 
my car, I mean, so if there's a third person, I'd be driving and the third person is in the back seat. <laughs> Right, not in the front with me that that i know happened because i can i can even think of which friend it is but um (laughs) evan if you're listening it's not not him no no (laughs) but yeah so i i've been louise but louise she's just loving it you know hey i've got two moon people uh, three moon people she's not loving locusts in the trunk though no not not loving that and locust starts pounding in the back uh pounding the 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 trunk and so Louise says, we got to pull over. We got to take care of this. And then we find out that the reason Locust was pounding in the trunk was because she knew that they were near Karnak. And so and Kar- it's not Oron. Yeah. And, uh, so they're near Karnak. Karnak is in the woods, in the jungle or whatever. I don't know. Is it? Did they call it the jungle in, in Hawaii? Is it a jungle? It might as well be. Forest. The uh, viney forest or whatever. Um so they go into the trees and they f- use the echolocation. And while they're traveling, they have a conversation about why she's following Maximus. Right. And this is sort of the, the message of the episode, which is basically don't be a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is basically her saying you could have done better. Right. And so I'm following him because he's saying the things that need to be said. And uh, is it is it that need to be said or that I want to hear that too? Oh, that need to be said to her. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And it's not that she would prefer one over the other. It's just that you know Black Bolt is not doing anything to be the change. And this is what we talked about. Is right. is that they by the end of this series, it, it looks like they are setting it up for there to be change and and for Black Bolt to maybe learn from some of this stuff going on here. So, yeah. Uh they then <laughs> find Karnak and Gorgon. Uh, but first, off screen, they fight and defeat the remaining henchmen. And they're reunited, reunited, and it feels and it so does good. So good, yeah, yeah. And Locust is shot, which another thing that just kind of uh, Locust is just the person of what the for me today. Like first she shows up and then she's dead, <laughs> right? And as she dies, she tells them Crystal is nearby on a beach. She didn't say that, but she totally kind of, not macking it with some guy and. <laughs> She has also served her purpose, so it's time for her to be dead because she has right. given Medusa and Black Bolt a lot to think about. <gasps> On a very special episode yeah. of the Inhumans. But it, you know, <laughs> but here's what's nice about this is you do hear the the political apologetics going on with with uh, Medusa and Black Bolt, where Medusa is saying it's not perfect. It's not a perfect system, but it's what we have, and mm-hmm. we're doing our best. And, and Locus is just kind of, you're not doing good enough, you know, and you're up there and we're here and, um, yeah, it's, it's good to finally hear them talking about it, but you know, the rule, man, come on show, don't tell. Right. Exactly. And we are being told a lot of stuff that we should be shown. Exactly. Or should have been shown. I should say. Should have been shown. Do you think that. 
that political message was something that was um, representative of the time we are living in, which is 2017? If I can be frank, I don't. I don't think so. I think that they are trying to build an alien political system. Hmm. And and that's the problem. That's the problem. We need to see that they are doing their best. We need to see that they okay, are trying. I see what you're saying. We we needed to see how things worked so that we can follow how things need to change. And you know, I, I Absolutely, no matter what, if you're talking about change in government and if you're talking about good leaders or bad leaders, there's going to be similar things that are going to come up. And exactly. so I don't think this is them specifically referencing – I'll just say I don't think they're specifically referencing Trump because they don't want – Black Bolt's not Trump. They don't want Black Bolt to be Trump. They want Black Bolt to be a hero. And I, I, want, I want a hero – who's going to be willing to change. And so, yeah, show us that they're trying, show us that they're aware, but maybe not fully aware, you know, well, and show us, and then you can show us the change and the growth and it's, it's more powerful. I mean, the, this is pointing at something that I have, uh, where I, one of the problem, I don't want to say one of the problems I have with this series, but one of the problems I have with this series, <laughs> and that is that it, the middle is way too long, <laughs> just way too long. Like the second act needs to be just shortened up a whole bunch. And the first act, which should have been several episodes and not just one episode showing us how their cast system works, showing us how Terra Genesis works. Maybe even an episode where Maximus is like, you know, cooperating with the family, right? Not just overthrowing everything. Absolutely. And we got that, but it was just a tiny, tiny bit. Like that, like the first part of that first episode needed to be an entire episode. Yeah. We, we got Maximus doing what you're saying. We got him in one scene mm -hmm. facing down with Black Bolt and saying, I trust you, mm -hmm. you know? And, okay, great. They, I mean, they did this thing that we're talking about. We just needed more time. And mm -hmm. Uh, honestly, we needed more time with these actors as their characters before they had mm -hmm. things stripped away from them. Absolutely. So it's just I – mean, it's not the show we got though. Nope. So, and we're playing the home game. So yeah. We are. We are. And, and like Netflix, um, not exactly, but like Netflix, you – basically they're done before they start getting feedback. You know, so right. there, there's no writing the ship. These episodes, boom, here they come. And there is no changing anything except for maybe the last scene of the last episode. If they realize they're not going to get another season or something like that. Yeah. I mean, this was this was Scott Burke, who was um, the showrunner for the um, Iron Fist. Iron Fist. Yeah. yeah. And and very, I see very similar uh, storytelling techniques that I don't necessarily agree with. Well, and he honestly, he was done with Iron Fist and working on this before Iron Fist came right. out and got the feedback that it got. And so that's also, I mean, he he didn't even get to learn from Iron Fist. Well, I mean. Uh, 
again, I don't want to play the home game. He's working in Hollywood and I am not because I'm in the UPA. So I'm just, I got to think that that he would have seen some of the same things I've seen. Don't, don't you think that? Honestly, when you're in the middle of something, you don't see that. That's why. That's true. That's why you have to have, you know, this is. Okay, I've given management advice in the in previous episodes. Here's writing advice, honestly. Oh, here's writing advice. Yeah, get your pencil. Write this down. Um, get an editor. Right. Period. You know, I mean, you sometimes you can't help it, and it's the this is where we get into the I call it the wedding planner principle. Okay. However much time you have to plan your wedding, that's how much time it's going to take. Mm-hmm. So if you get engaged and you're getting married in two years, it's going to take you two years to plan that wedding. But if you have two weeks, it's going to take you two weeks. And when the wedding happens, it's going to happen. And it may not be exactly what you dreamed for, but it's the same kind of thing with writing. There are certain things where um, I break my own advice because it just has to be done and it has to be done tomorrow. And I don't have time to get an editor who's going to be able to sit down with me and really go through and parse all the verbs and do all the things. Um, but you that's the number one rule I tell any young writer mm-hmm. is have someone edit your stuff. Have someone edit your stuff. Because when you're in the middle of it, you know everything. And you know there's the, you know the subtleties of the character's mm-hmm. arc that the reader may not catch. But you know it because you live with that character. And mm-hmm. so when you get to the end, you may not you may not have actually given any subtlety to the arc because and so it's not an arc then. It's just he's like this and then he's not. What happened? Well, that's what's happening here is I think you, you've got this situation where they've got the eight episodes. They've written them. I, I'm not saying they didn't have you know people going over it because the writer's room is reading the scripts and they're giving advice and they're they're giving their you know their own take on things and they're saying wait your scene doesn't match with my scene. But if they don't have the time to really get a good edit on it, or if the showrunner doesn't have enough time to really make sure it all jives together and has the same uh, tone, or when it changes tone, it's not like these. It's not like you're watching. Um, you know, Alf show up on the Punisher or something like that. You know, it, the, the tonal shift is not like that. Uh, I don't know why I chose Alf and the Punisher as my example, but <laughs> have you seen, have you ever seen Mr. Robot? I have not watched that. No. Okay. Well, okay. Never mind. Keep going. Well, it, anyway, that's it is when you're in the middle of things, you don't realize that it's not as good as it was in your head when it was coming oh. out. And, and and I will and I will agree to that. And I even had long conversations because that's what you do in film school about you know how the editor of your movie is really the final writer, and it irked, yeah, yeah. The, it irked some writers in my class because I I basically said you know they basically have the final draft of a movie, of a, of any story you know after it's all said and done this is the footage you have to construct the story that was originally written on paper. Um, and I get all that. I just, I, I don't know. I just, it, we now have two series, two bodies of work or, you know, one and a half really, um, where he's doing some of the same things. Hopefully the next time, the next go around, he sort of goes, wait a second, let's back up. That all being said, he could be the MCU's hatchet man. We got a thing. We got to get it out right now. You got to do it. Okay, let's do it. And, well, and that's the impression I got here. I don't know a lot of the behind the scenes, mm-hmm. but the impression I get is 
this was a fast-tracked thing mm-hmm. where it was, okay, we've been building up in humans and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and that's great. That's the one thing that we can maybe launch a real connected superhero thing. Now, I, I saying it's connected is yeah, – it, it's connected, but it's not – it's not like you have to watch Agents of Shield to understand. Inhumans is not Agents of Shield season four point five or anything no. like that. But to say, okay, we, we've got this uh, this thing, this could work. Let's you know, let's do it. And then all of a sudden, boom, we've got funding from IMAX, and boom, we've got funding from uh, Netflix or, w- or whatever. And then they got to pull this together, eight episodes, and apparently. The director on the pilot episode had, you know, just a, a few weeks to work on it uh, instead of the, the time you normally have if you wanted to really do a cinematic uh, film. And, right. and, you know, suddenly they're working with IMAX cameras on those episodes and stuff like that. And so it just everything that I'm hearing sounds like they're doing this really, really fast. And when you're doing something really, really fast, things fall through the cracks. And I think that's and- I. Probably One of the first things to fall through the cracks, in all honesty, and I and it pains me to say this, is story, because especially if you're dealing with IMAX cameras and you're dealing with you know special effects, all of those stuff has to happen. And if you've ever been on a set, you know that the camera's going to break as soon as you get it ready to go. <laughs> you know that the you know the light that light's going to go out, or this thing's going to happen, or that special effect's not going to work, and so you don't have the time to finesse the scene you know, with the actors to really make it, you know, powerful. It just, it, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. Yep. So, but that said, this episode, I I feel like we're on an upswing here. Right. I, I guess my thing is, I wish this episode were like three instead of five. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand that. Or, or, even if it's five, I wanted it to be longer in the front, I guess, is maybe maybe where I'm going with that, because I, I realize I just said two different things. <laughs> but then, <laughs> Here's the thing with this is you want to talk about rushed. How about the climax? Oh, yeah. I oh, mean, they're, okay. henchmen are coming. Uh, oh, no, they're not. Oh, they're just dead because uh, we yeah. heard screams and shots. And oh, OK. Yeah, <laughs> it's just done. And. And honestly, in a Netflix situation where it dumps all the episodes all together and you can just watch the next one, you right. don't you don't need climaxes as much as you do here, but you need right. climaxes here. And this was just kind of a wait a minute, we should have seen Black Bolt punching a guy. We should have seen Medusa kicking a dude. We should have seen Locus screaming, which by the way, interesting that you've got Locus with her power, and then you've got uh, Black Bolt with his power, uh, both both voice based. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. I mean, it is interesting. Not, nothing more than that, though. So <laughs> yeah, right. um, yeah. So the climax leaves much to be desired, but I do appreciate what they're doing with Karnak and his arc. And mm-hmm. I know I've seen some things show up uh, since the episode where people are talking about how this is still. Uh, aimless and nothing's happening here. And, um, you know, we were talking about why are they going to this weed farm? Well, it's Karnak's moment with, with people, you know, it's, it's his moment of respite where he's able to, to learn. And so he learns from Jen, the weed lady. And 
And then Jen, the weed lady, says, I've got to go call the police and find, you know, get some real stitches for my wound. And I'm going to leave you now. And I'll be back in episode eight so you can um, continue our relationship. But for now, um, the screen's getting a little crowded with all these characters. And if we get a season two, you know that I will pass the torch on in season two or season at the end of season one so that, you know, I'll be back in season two. And honestly, (laughs) she's saying, yeah, I got to go get the police. Yes. Yes, you do. Like, that's the best thing you can do. It's also, you know, you're you're giving you've got some wisdom there about, you know, we've already seen how the police treated Black Bolt, you know, and that kind of thing. (laughs) But um, yes. People are dead. Guns have been fired. You've been captured and kidnapped and shot. Yes, you call the police. Absolutely. Go and do that and let them actually come and, and take a look at what's going on here. You should probably not admit that you were growing weed in the in, you know, in the jungle. Although uh, there's no way around it, though. <laughs> like She can maybe admit that she, maybe she's not she's not a part of it. Maybe, you know, she can say that. She came across it or something, but that's not my tent over there. No, 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 that's not my tent. None of that is my stuff. Uh, but can I go I'll... look at it real quick? And... <laughs> yeah, just just to make sure none of it is mine. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, the other thing is with all this stuff here, this you know, the whole marijuana subplot that we had going on. I'm not going to get into the politics of it. I'm not going to get into the, you know, legalize, don't legalize. I'm surprised how violent these guys all are <laughs> considering what the way that marijuana is compared to other drugs is, is presented sometimes. Um, these guys, I mean, from, from insane weed guy to evil <laughs> weed buyer, these guys went from zero to murder <laughs> in 0.5 seconds. Like this is, yeah, <laughs> I, it's a weird, it's a, it's weird because, okay. So it feels very nineties, right? In the nineties, yes. I, I don't yeah. have any specific examples. But the weed, like insane weed guy and an evil weed buyer were on every show, every single one. Um, you just expect now, those you just expect those tropes to go with harder stuff, you know, like right. like Miami Vice, it, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's straight cocaine. You know, like that's what you expect these character tropes to be with. And maybe in real life it's like that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. I, I, I don't know. But I do know that as far as television goes – Weed, <laughs> marijuana has gotten a lot like easier to come across. Maybe I guess is a way to put it. Well, um, a lot of shows champion it, you know. Right, and right. <laughs> that's what you, I'm you used to. <laughs> you don't, uh, you don't necessarily have insane weed guy. You probably have, you know, quirky weed guy. <laughs> yeah, you have insane cocaine buyer, and you have insane, you know, heroin buyer. And but you meth, don't have insane... you know, I mean, Breaking Bad is. Yeah, yeah. so it, it felt kind of out of date, and I was <laughs> even trying to think if Hawaii had at least decriminalized it, and I couldn't, I can't remember, and I'm not even going to look it up. But that's kind of the point we're at nowadays, right? So if this was in, if this show, say they landed in California. <laughs> evil weed buyer would have been like the the drugstore. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't just just a doesn't... shop down the street. Yeah, right. Yeah. 
it doesn't track with the with current political things. And so if if you know the MCU is supposed to when it airs is when it is sort of thing is what we've heard from Feige. This doesn't sort of gel, but that's my also interpretation of it. Not, you know? Yeah. I'd be curious though, if we have any listeners from Hawaii, I'd like to hear from you because my assumption here is this is coming from research. This is coming from people saying, okay, this is actually a thing around here. This is, uh, and maybe I'm wrong. And, and also, those weed okay so you had the weed but evil weed buyer you had insane weed grower or whatever and then you had like evil weed henchmen yeah they really do not stack trucks very well or very quickly hey as someone who bailed hay (laughs) as a young man they yeah they are terrible (laughs) <laughs> I've bailed hay too. I have stacked logistics. I mean, I've I've worked for many shipping companies, and and many different sort of stacking things. Yeah, it's not very fun, but holy moly, I could stack that truck faster than they did. Yeah, yeah. Because it was night by the time they got back to them. I'm like, you've stacked well, two boxes, but they had to run back and get the truck. Like that's one of the things he said. He told you four. And I'm thinking, oh, you four, go find those people. No, you four, go get the truck and come and pack it up. And, and I, you, you and me are going to go find those guys. And I'm evil weed buyer. So, <laughs> I, I, I think we spend enough time here with the yes. weed farm. But, yeah. Okay. Again, our ignorance is showing here. So, yeah. Hawaiians, yeah. Feel, please correct us here if, if this is. If weed is a problem in your state, let us know. Well, if it's this kind of problem, is is what more? I'm more worried about the verisimilitude. I'm more worried about how lifelike and realistic is this portrayal of Hawaii. That's what I'm concerned about. That's what I would, you know, yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about. Oh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Hot hands. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm just going to call him Hot Hands for now because he's not he's not Hurley. That's that's the one name that I would have called him, but he's not Hurley. No, he is not Hurley, and he, he has Hot like hand. the absolute best power if you are going to be captured and have your hands bound by vines. Right. You know. I mean, it's, they show. So so we're doing the showing thing now, which is good. Yeah. No, they just do it. You know. Um. So. Mortis and Flora were went after. Uh, I guess they were going after Black Bolt, but instead they they found uh, Sammy. They found Hot Hands, and so we find them, you know, walking through the the jungle together. And he uses his Hot Hand power to burn those vines and to try and run away. But he's not going to get away. And and Mortis and, and Flora don't even have to run after him because she has her power of plant control. And, right. and uses it to capture him and then bind his hands a little bit better uh, because I don't think they even knew what his powers really were, which would explain why they, they wrapped him up like that in the first place. But yeah. And Mortis has a quip and, you know, he's quippy. He's – I like him. <laughs> I like him because he's not at all – you know what, though? Here's what I'm reminded of. I'm wondering if they're kind of using as their model like – Toned down Deadpool. 
Oh, I could see him being a toned down Deadpool. He's, like, hey, let's do Deadpool, but without all the cursing and yeah, um, foul, yeah. la- foul language, foul jokes. So yeah, let's I mean, do that. It just, but, he, yeah, he, he feels like just, you know, he's just some guy who just happens to have this power. He didn't ask for this power. He's going to use it because, you know, you got to do what you got to do to get by. But, you know, and he's just along for the ride. And he's going to quip a little bit because, hey, sarcasm, man. Sarcasm. Mm-hmm. Uh, sarcasm. I, I like him. I like him. And I like Flora. I like her power set. We, we, I like that. She, I like the power sets. I wish I could see more of them. I, I think we're getting a lot, though, considering. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's what's happening with them. Uh, Oran is dead, and so is... Or is she? I Is she dead and comes back to life, or is she just slowly healing from near death i thought i thought she was one of those that in order to in order to actually kill her quote unquote you have to you know separate do the highlander thing separate her body maybe maybe it didn't happen to her yet though um, no no so there's one there is a dead inhuman i can't remember that guy's name and it doesn't really matter at this point but um <laughs> declan is examining the two dead in humans and Oron is, is one of them and he's impressed by their genetic code but it's not quite as good as, as Black Bolts and um, yeah so Oron wakes up and there's this whole misunderstanding thing and and then yeah Maximus communicates with her and says hey I'm going to send you some regular people and regular people means like the mine workers and they're going to help and you're going to take Declan and his people hostage and make Black Bolt come to you instead of you going out and getting him. And that's the plan. And I'm not sure how good of a plan this is because um, I, I, I'm trying to figure out, OK, so what's the motivation for Black Bolt coming back? It definitely feels like Maximus is playing a little fast and loose with strategy. <laughs> it's like he's reacting to the situation instead of leading the situation like Karnak would in his prime. Yeah. Uh, he's recruiting regular people, including, um, I don't remember Brocephus or whatever his name. <laughs> I, I started in my notes calling him the, the Brofet because <laughs> it doesn't work real well. I mean, you say prophet, you know, but he's the Brofet. Uh, that doesn't work either. Anyway, Brocephus or whatever his name is, they're recruiting his father. And his father is the only one who actually really is like was into this. Like, let's do this. And well, and and that's an interesting thing, right? Because what Maximus has told the people was the royal family ran away. There were some problems. They didn't stick around to fix them. They're gone. I humbly take over their place and will do what I can to, to, to help Adelan. Okay. What he's saying behind closed doors is completely different. Um, the, you know, 180 degrees opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's an interesting, you know, sort of, again, I don't know if it is trying to tell us something about our current political state. I'm not trying to, you know, I don't want to, 
I'm only drawing that parallel because it it seemed blatantly obvious to me. I'm not trying to put it there. Um, so it'd be interesting to think to see if that's where they were going. If they're trying to make a, some sort of political statement. Uh, again, I don't think it's that coordinated. If they're doing it, though, this is where they're going to do it with Maximus. Right. And the the problem with Maximus is it's kind of that meet meet the new boss same as the old boss right right you know where it's he's coming saying these things i'm going to change everything for you and make it so you can be but it, we're not going to make it a meritocracy but you have to earn your freedom you know right but they're using the word freedom like the people who are down in the mines don't have freedom and again this is where i need to see it I mm-hmm. need to see what it is that they're railing against. I need to see it in action. I need to see it work. I need to see it not work. I need to see, is Maximus reliable when he's saying these things for our for our benefit, you know, behind closed doors? I don't know. I haven't seen yeah. the living conditions. I yeah. There was like that one one or two scenes in like the first or second episode. I can't remember because it essentially it was the first episode, right? Right. There's like that one or one or two scenes where, Oh, we're down in the mines and obviously mines are bad because they start with M Uh, you know, it was, (laughs) it wasn't, it was making the viewer rely on their own previous knowledge rather than showing us, you know, show, not tell, um, what the situation was. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, so how does I, – I, forgive me. How does the episode end? Well, that was part of it. We we skipped over Crystal. Um, oh, yeah. But, the I mean, the episode ends. It's, it's a Maximus beat because Tybor or whatever his friend's name is um, is having a hard time because he's trying to give Maximus what he wants. He's also trying to actually give Maximus good advice. Like he's saying some things that Maximus needs to hear and Maximus just ain't listening. But as he leaves Maximus and is trying to go do something, he gets approached by hooded men and these hooded men take off their hoods and they're all, what did you say against Maximus? And and Tywar's like, I didn't say anything. I didn't mean what I said. No, tell us what you said because we totally agree with you. And (laughs) they want him to help them. They, right. they they are rising up against Maximus because they are recognizing, like I said, meet the new boss, you know, same as the old boss, worse than the old boss. I mean, at least Black Bolt, say what you will about the politics of everything that's going on here. Black Bolt seems to be genuine and Black mm-hmm. Bolt seems to actually be trying to do right may not be succeeding well and may not be listening well and may not be doing the best job of it. His motivations are, are definitely more pure than Maximus's. Well, and I think there's also a little bit of that, you know, Mussolini got the trains to run on time, right? Mm-hmm. Sort of thing. It, the, or another way to put it, the devil, you know, is better than the devil. You don't, uh, Maximus, this is definitely a time of flux for the city of Adelan, regardless of who's in charge, because there's a coup and somebody is disposed of, you know, deposed as their leader. And so it'll be interesting to see how it 
how it ends. You know, it'd be interesting. I'm I'm this episode. They're setting up the pins mm-hmm. and, you know, getting them ready to be knocked down. I mean, we've been setting up the mm-hmm. pins for a long while, it feels like. But mm-hmm. uh, we've got, what, three more episodes now. Mm-hmm. And they're we'll see how they get knocked down. Let's see where they go with this, because mm-hmm. that's really the only the only way to really judge is to actually right. get it. And so right. here we are. So here we are. Uh, Crystal is hanging out with Dave and the vet girl. <laughs> And Crystal shows that just like elemental control is not her only power. She also has the power of superhuman impatience. Uh, (laughs) Lockjaw's only power is not just his size being a huge cow dog. He can teleport. So they, Dave's like, dude, let me see this. And the vet's like, that, what? Nah, nah, what? And so they teleport to a beach, uh, one of the places where Lockjaw apparently dropped off um, either Medusa or someone. I can't remember the command that Crystal gave, but um, Dave, (laughs) he loves it, (laughs) which honestly, why why wouldn't he love it? This is awesome. This is really cool what they're doing here. And so they're on the beach and he says, you know, hey, you need to hang loose. You just need to hang loose. State model of Hawaii, dude. Yeah, it's hang this is my loose. office and hang loose. And so then we have yet another scene where a human tries to convince an inhuman to go swimming in their clothes or <laughs> or out of their clothes. But um, yeah, this is the scene I was talking about with uh, Triton where he right. didn't come up out of the water, but this is totally where he could have come out of the water and Dave could have been all, okay, yeah, this day is great. I just met a water dude. And... <laughs> well, and it would have made sense if, if Triton was part of a plan or, you know, the secret key to the solving of the riddle or whatever, would have been perfect for here. And if they, and if that's the case, if they're still on the hunt for Triton and they're still trying to find him, then that means he needs to be a pivotal part of the story. And this would be a good place for him to show up again. I don't think any of that's happening. (laughs) Well, and, and honestly, when he shows up only matters if it fits what's going on here. If it's, if this is a, a total loss and, and his body just washes up on the shore dead, then that gives our characters reason to hate Maximus more, especially when they figure out Maximus was behind that. And there's, there's plenty of things that that can be done, but something must be done because I am declaring it right now. Triton is Chekhov's Waterman. Okay. Yes. You, you put, you put a Waterman on the wall in the first act. You better get that Waterman off the wall <laughs> in the third act and use it. And, and 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 sir, we are at the third act. <laughs> we really are. I mean, honestly, f- we could maybe give them one more episode before we're really into the third act. But yeah, the characters are back together now, all except for Crystal. Not she's not with them. But basically, the unit that was separated after episode two, or no, mm-hmm. episode in, one, in episode two, in episode two uh, they're back together here now. This is that turning point where we are going to start looking into what are we launching toward what is our end game and that's uh, although one of one piece of the end game is 
the moon. They got they're going to get back to the moon. How are they going to get back there? Well, Lockjaw is okay, so they don't necessarily need the rocket that Louise is promising them. But I get a feeling that Louise is going to be going to the moon with Lockjaw, and right. and she's going to be taking her papa with her. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna put my uh, foot out there right now. I think what's going to happen in the first part of the next episode is Lockjaw is going to be able to key in on, on all of the inhuman vibes now that they're all collected and know exactly where they are and able to transport Crystal and Dave and whoever else is along right there. And poof, they're going to all be together. We'll see. We will see. But that is – that's the episode. Mm-hmm. And I'll, my my final review is this. We actually get some thematic stuff going on here. Character development is going on here. Uh, at least the beginnings of character development are being seen in Black Bolt and Medusa. Change is happening for them. Change is happening for Karnak. And for me, the most satisfying thing in characters is that I emotionally connect with them and I see change or I see the decision not to change. I don't mind if a character doesn't change over the course of a story as long as it's an active thing where they are deciding I am not going to change. And I think I think we're on the right track here. I we're not in the hands of the master storyteller, but we are I think in the hands of a capable storyteller. And so I have I have optimism for the next few episodes. Right. Stuart? Um, and yes. What do you I think? Agree. Oh, okay. I, okay. I agree with that. I, I like the where it's going. I wish we were there sooner. That's my only complaint. And if you listen to any of the Iron Fist stuff, you heard me say it there too. Um, I wish we were there sooner. That all being said, I like where we're going. I wish we could be there sooner. <laughs> Are we there yet, Dad? We are not there yet, son. We are not uh, there yet. How We're, many more miles? Oh, five miles less than the last time you asked. That's what my dad always said. <laughs> five miles less than the last time. Yeah. Yeah. So that that that's my that's my review of it. All right. Well, let's see what one of our uh listener hosts has to say uh daniel butcher did leave us a voicemail and we are going to play that voicemail right now and let's find out what daniel has to say about uh honestly i'm just amazed he's kept up right i mean he is on target within humans and he also has not been very positive about humans so let's see if he can match my optimism I'm guessing no. <laughs> and, and then we'll shut the show down and then we will have a post credit. I bought a comic book and we're going to talk about it. All right. But first, let's listen to Daniel. You know, here's the deal. I think I've been accused of being, what's the word, um, negative, um, sad, um, hurtful when it comes to um the inhumans but i am here to tell you i am excited excited about the inhumans uh now sure i can't necessarily do the math but 
the preview just told me that there's two episodes left until the finale. So this is episode five, but is it really six? I can't. I know there's eight. I mean, so is there two and then a finale or is there three? I swear there was three. But I'm enthusiastic because we're, we're on the downhill now. We're on the downhill. How do I know this? Because cause the family's coming back together. Because Maximus no longer seems right. Because maybe Black Bolt's going to learn his lessons and become a good king. You know, one who's not leading an oppressive society where he's enslaved a good, you know, portion of his people. I don't know, like maybe 1,200. You know, there's only 1,400 people. I figure there's at least 1,200 in the lower caste, you know, the slaves. The slaves, you know. So maybe Black Bolt, you know. You know, maybe maybe it'll be good. You know, I'm still just love, you know, enthusiastic, excited about how we view special effects and specifically getting boots for Gorgon so we never see his hooves and, uh, you know, Medusa's hair that got cut off, you know, enthusiastic. Ah, excited. Yep, yep, that's how I feel about the Inhumans. Excited. Ben, don't accuse me anymore. Sure, Maximus is right. He might be crazy, but he's right. Um, you know, the lessons... Yep. The good the good TV. It never feels it never feels like a high school play, you know, except sometimes. Um I love it. I love it, I love it. Um hey. Good to see one relationship coming to an end. Yeah, he you know it's nice, you know what I'm excited about. Gorgon no longer just walking through the woods aimlessly for no reason. I'm enthusiastic about that. I love the fact that it appears he finally will have something to do. Anything, anything would be nice, but something. You know, I'm enthusiastic. I feel like Mortis's voice has changed. It's less squeaky, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. But I'm enthusiastic about it. I love it. Enthusiastic. That's how I feel. Because seriously, we're on the downhill slide now. Which gets us closer to Agent Coulson. And surprise, I'm done with Agents now. And I want to know what Coulson's doing in, you know, space. Okay, first of all, Daniel, <laughs> um, math is hard. We've we've established that. I think in, in maybe the first five episodes of this this podcast, mm-hmm. way back in season zero, which was the movie season, and yes, math is hard. And I have not seen the previews, so I don't know what you're talking about with the way that they worded it. But yes, this is episode five. There are three more episodes left. Three more episodes. All right. Second. No one's accused you of being hurtful. I just want to throw that out there. Uh, we've definitely accused you of being negative, though. <laughs> and, uh, maybe not sad, but we have definitely uh, brought awareness to all the sighing that was going on in some earlier voicemails. That said, I didn't hear any sighing this time, Stuart. Oh, I heard a bunch of sighing laced with sarcasm <laughs> dunked in more sighing. Wait, you oh, think he's yeah. being sarcastic? Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think he's actually excited. You don't? Sick. No. Not um, even not even a little bit. <laughs> see, I'm just I'm you know, I'm the guy. I I'm the guy, you I, know, Tarkin would say it about me. He'd say you are far too trusting. Um I am far too trusting. I just I I assume the best about people. 
Yeah. Okay. No, uh, no, I, I, maybe my sarcasm director detector was just a little bit, you know, too much, you know, maybe it's on high alert. I don't know, <laughs> but he was definitely, definitely very, uh, sarcastic. Okay. All right. Uh, I will, in defense of Mortis, his voice did not change. His voice is not better or worse than it was. It's the same. It's the same. <laughs> And I think maybe the problem with Mortis for you, Daniel, is that he's low rent TV Cyclops Deadpool. He's Cyclops true. face, which I think is what Agent Jeff called him. And he is low rent, not quite as funny as Deadpool Deadpool. <laughs> so. so so you're caught up on Shield, Daniel. You're caught up on Shield. I think you should join us for the season premiere. Just saying. We'll see what we can get. We'll see, we'll see what, what we can, can get. get. I w- that would be amazing. Hey, we'd love to hear from all of you out there in, uh, I don't know what you call it, podcast land. Let's we'll call it podcast land, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, we'd love to hear from you and what you think yes. about Inhumans. Uh, are we on an upswing? Are we on a downward spiral? Are we just staying static and and uh and not making any movement at all are you enjoying what you're seeing are you sticking with it uh are you watching it out of obligation like uh, i'm not going to name any names but there are a few people i do know who are watching in humans out of obligation because maybe they're you know involved with a podcast or maybe they feel like well I've watched. It's all connected. I've so wa- no, watched. No. There's one person I was talking to the other day. And he was basically saying, "I've watched four episodes. I might as well finish it." So there's there's that as a review as well. But uh, yeah, we 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 want to hear from you. We mm-hmm. want to hear from you. So absolutely. Uh, after we play the credits, we are going to talk about a comic book that I bought that has a character that I hate on the cover, (laughs) but I'm going to talk about why I bought that comic book. And if you know me, you know, basically I bought a comic book with Deadpool on it. I hate Deadpool. What is it? (laughs) What is it that caused me to buy another Deadpool comic? And what did I think? And what is the funny mix up that caused me to accidentally spoil Daniel? (laughs) <laughs> that's going to be in our now, post this credit. I got it yeah. this I got it it's, it's, it's fun. It's, it's a, it's a fun story. It's not a great, hilarious story, but it's a fun one. Um, but that said, our next episode is going to be the next episode of inhumans. And I can't remember what that one's called, but it will be episode six, Daniel episode six. And yeah, Stuart, any, any final words from you before we, uh, close this thing down? Nope, just glad that that we're we're on episode five of Inhumans and it's finally starting to pick up. And can't wait to hear from all of you out there in podcast land. Yeah, and as for me, all I have to say is yes. Some people may say this is a comic book storage room that I'm sitting in right now. Some people might say it is a podcast command center. Some may say it is a writer's retreat. And some may say it is just a great big giant mess. But do you know what I say about the room I'm sitting in right now, Stuart? No, what do you say, Ben? This is my office.
Thanks once more for listening. You've heard us. Now we'd love to hear from you. Just go to welcometolevel7.com slash feedback to contact us through our website. You can also leave us a voicemail by calling one seventy seven fifty five level 7 You can also join the conversation by liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash welcome to level 7, or by following us on Twitter where we are level 7 pod. Welcome to Level 7 is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Learn how to podcast, get productive in your personal and professional life, theorize over TV shows, laugh at our clean comedy, learn critical thinking from movie reviews, and more at noodle.mx. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, Godspeed. All right, Stuart, do you know the mm-hmm. last time I bought a comic book with Deadpool in it? I feel like I've heard a post credit about it. Yeah, it was actually <laughs> – I. it's at Deadpool issue number 31. And I'm going to actually maybe spoil Deadpool issue number 31 a little bit, which honestly, Deadpool issue number 31 is from a few months back. And things that happened in that comic have been referenced now in comics since. But Deadpool fights a character – that I like. And does he, fight, does he fight man thing? No, I bought Deadpool issue number 31 because it had okay. Agent Coulson in it. <gasps> yes. Deadpool fights Agent Coulson? Yes, and I've I believe in that post credit I've spoiled this before, but Deadpool um this is spoilers. I'm I'm just warning you right now. I'm not going to play the organ, but I'm going to warn you right now. Um, I bought it because they were supposed to go up against each other a little bit and Deadpool's on Captain America's side in the whole secret empire thing that was going on where De- uh, Captain America was Hydra and has been all his life. Mm. Captain America tells Deadpool to kill Coulson <gasps> because Coulson has figured things out. And he does. <gasps> Yeah, so that was the Deadpool comic I bought because I thought, hey, a, Col- a Coulson comic. We haven't had that in a while. Oh, crap. Well, you're done with that. Yeah, so I don't like Deadpool even more right now. <laughs> and, and so I buy all new Guardians of the Galaxy issue number 12, which on the cover says, who will be the next member of the all new Gar- Guardians of the Galaxy? And on the cover, you have Rocket, Gamora, Star-Lord, Drax, and Baby Groot. And then uh, they're kind of there along the bottom and then above them, hovering above them as if to loom over them. You have Cable, you have Doctor Strange, you have Deadpool, and you have Man-Thing. So you were hoping Man-Thing is going to be the next Guardian of the Galaxy. To be honest, I was hoping he was not going to be the next Guardians of the Galaxy (laughs) because that meant I would have to buy Guardians of the Galaxy (laughs) or all new Guardians of the Galaxy. And so basically I have no idea what's going on in this story. Uh, there's things going on that have to do with the plot line. And then one by one, the team comes across cable and they talk to cable 
and they come across Doctor Strange and they talk to Doctor Strange and Deadpool shows up. They're getting ready to leave Earth and I'm going to spoil this because to tell my story, I have to spoil this, but Deadpool shows up and he basically wants to get off planet because of what he did in the name of Captain America, which was kind of nice to have these kind of bookend here. But uh, Deadpool's like, I got to get out of here because I I killed Coulson and uh, and I'm not real popular on Earth right now. And they're like, no. So (laughs) they leave him behind because they don't like him. I'm, and so I'm thinking, okay, you know what? Uh, I'm 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 with this comic book right now. Um, they look, they're looking for Groot, and Groot happens to be with uh, Man Thing in Florida. And there's something hanging in, out, going to Disney. What? No, they just live in the swamps, you know, and just hanging, okay. you know, living the dream in the swamps. And they come, and Man Thing uh, helps them to get Groot back, and they talk a little bit, and he gives them some advice. Because Groot can translate for Man Thing, I guess, and uh, Rocket can translate for Groot. Um, and man thing doesn't go with them and Dr. Strange doesn't go with them and cable doesn't go with them. Um, and then, uh, rocket raccoon has a, a flea on him. And this is where we get into my story. All right. Because I texted, uh, or message rather, um, my friend, Matt, Daniel, who you just heard and, and my friend, Evan, I'm like, Hey, I got issue number 12, all new guardians of the galaxy. It's the one that the cover is made for me and for Daniel. Cause Daniel loves Deadpool and man thing is a character that I really, really like. And I said, do you want to know who's going to be the next member of the team? And Matt says, well, I don't know how Daniel feels, but I don't care about spoilers. And so I said, well, it's not a big deal. And so Matt says, oh, so it's Ant-Man who's not even on the cover, right? Mm-hmm. It's totally him. It's totally Ant-Man. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. And I'm like, wow, I guess he heard somewhere. So I, I start talking about it. Like, okay, you, you figured it out. Okay. And, uh, then it turns out he thought that when I said it was no big deal, that I was actually giving them a clue about <laughs> who was, who was the new, the next member. And I, I did not intend it to be that way at all. And so I then un- he unintentionally guessed the spoiler for my unintentional clue. And then I turned around and intentionally started talking about it because, hey, the cat's out of the bag. And then Daniel's like, you just spoiled me. <laughs> I-, I had no idea who that was supposed to be. And and I'm spoiled now. So, wow. Yeah. So. The, the cool thing was I did enjoy the scene with man thing where he shows them some things that are going on in the other universes, but I don't understand the importance of the things that are going on in the other universes because it has to do with the story that they're involved in that I don't understand. Um, and then he, well, sh- he ambles back into the swamp and they go into space and Ant-Man basically has the same reasoning for leaving as Deadpool. He's like, people don't <laughs> like me here right now. Can I go with you? And then he says, oh, after what you did with Deadpool, there's no way you're going to let me do the same. No, we didn't do that with Deadpool because we hate him. You could totally stay with us. And so Ant-Man's going with him into space. Well, that seems seems reasonable. Yeah, yeah. So that's the story. I told you it's a little bit fun, but, you know, it's not going to change anyone's life. I'm not going to read those books, but... 
if I ever saw them at the library, like a collection or something like that, all new Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. That seems fun. Yeah, sure. I I don't know. (laughs) I'm not reading... I, there was a while when I was collecting all the space stuff that was going on Marvel, and it just came became too much. And right, um, yeah, that's like something. That's why something like Marvel Unlimited is really cool, except it's not current. Like it's six months back or whatever. And and honestly, I I really should just get back into that. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it when I was doing that, and and yeah. So there was a Black Panther comic that came out. That's a prelude to the movie. And like they usually do when there's a movie that doesn't have a prequel, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's a brand new story. I haven't read it yet. It's only issue number one. So be aware of that. There is actually a Black Panther story that is not Civil War. <laughs> no, uh, not Civil War. What was he in? Civil War. Yeah, yeah, Civil War. So. Yeah, that, and that comes out in February. But the comic is out now, I guess, is what yeah, you're saying. Yeah. So what, the movie comes out in February. So what's going to happen is these two issues of the Black Panther comic are going to be collected into a graphic novel that will have classic Black Panther stories in it as well. And that'll come out right around the time the movie comes out. But the next issue of the Black Panther comic will be uh, November 15th. And so after November 15th, there will be a post-credit about Black Panther issue number one and issue number two. Well, So... There's that. Cool. And that's that. So thank you for listening to us do this. (laughs) And that's all I have. (laughs) That's all she wrote. Yep. Later. Godspeed. Have a good night.